Uh, I'm coming back in hot. Kay Trevor, how are you, man? Not bad. Yourself? Uh, this is Tony Visick, and you're calling into uh, this American Podcast Comedy Edition and Comedy Schools Radio, Comedy Schools Radio Network dot com. And um, uh, I'm going to tell you that we are pleased to have you. Uh, we watched you on our phones last night. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, well, I was uh, I was sitting home, and um, uh, I was watching television, and that also meant that I had my phone with me constantly looking stuff up, going. Does this really cure depression, or does it just cause me cause me to pee in my pants? You know, it's like this nonstop thing you do if you're watching television now and you're checking everything out. And uh, up on my feed pops my good friend uh, Rick Brunson, who is uh, Facebook living with you from um, from the restaurant at uh, Rick Brunson's House of Comedy. That's, hold on, I'm just gonna call on the house phone. You're gonna call on the house phone. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably calling you to remind you to call at 10. Um, That's super weird. Right on. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> so we got we, we got to watch you a little bit last night, man. And uh, you were at Rick Brunson's House of Comedy all week this week. You're there for two shows tonight, uh, two shows Saturday. And I'm assuming one show Sunday. Is that correct? That is correct. You know, a lot of people come in and try to big shot the, uh, try to big shot the deal. And uh, don't do the Sunday show. You know, which are, and we think that's a we think that's a jerk off thing to do, but not you, not you. No, I got no problem with doing the Sunday show. Even though you hung out with uh, Nelly Furtado. Yeah, yeah. No, we uh, we shot a, a movie together in Canada called Score, the hockey musical, which <laughs> is probably the most Canadian musical that's ever been written. We and, just uh, go ahead. And then I, I played uh, my character was fat bellied man. That's what I was credited as, uh, and I was the shirtless fat guy at the hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, don't you find it weird that our business, when everybody talks about body shaming and stuff, our business is the only one where if, if a casting call goes out and they go looking for a person with a goopy eye and a giant belly, that you'll show up and there'll be like 20 guys all trying to out goopy eye and giant belly one another. I oh, mean, parts of my IMDb page read like a schoolyard bully's taunts. Just all, just all the mean physical descriptions. Like, I've been fat-bellied man, beefy guy number two, shirtless fat guy. I really cornered the shirtless fat guy market for a while in Canada. If a fat guy was taking off his shirt, it was me. Yeah, that was your specialty. That was my thing. That was my thing. He's the guy. Stuff painted on me. Score the hockey musical, I had the team logo painted on me, and I did a, a Christmas movie years ago called uh last or uh no no that was uh, it was uh desperately seeking santa <laughs> <laughs> and I, I i i was shirtless at a santa audition with santa's face painted on my uh torso <laughs> i could just see producer sitting there and go we gotta have the best shirtless fat guy i know a dude <laughs> Get me K Trevor. That'll take his shirt off. Has no shame left. Who? We can't <laughs> seem to find. It'd be like a scene from a movie. Two guys walking around smoking cigars. We can't find the guy with the perfect belly for this. And the <laughs> door flies open. There you are, standing shirt. Let's go. Here I am. Dun 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 dun. Oh, my, my agent just called me up one day and was like, uh, uh, "Can you be uh, shirtless and fat on Thursday?" And I was like, "I just need Thursday." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, in Hollywood, uh, uh, in Hollywood, for a lot of auditions, 
They as you take your shirt off just for no reason at all. Can you just take your shirt off? But it's it's a it's a it's a shirt commercial. It's a commercial for yeah. a shirt. Just just take it off. So. You just want to see what it looks like off. <laughs> this is a Hanes beefy tea commercial. We want to see how beefy you are under the teas. Make sure you're a good fit. <laughs> Dude, do it. Let me ask you a question. So, your name's K. Trevor Wilson. Do we call you K? Do we call you Trevor? KT. KT. A, a lot of people call me K. Trev. K. Uh, Trev. That's, that's, I like that. Yeah, like K. Kevin, Fed kind Kevin of. Kevin Federal yeah. really opened up the breeds. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Kevin Federal. Yeah. We both got. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Dude, is this your first time in Phoenix? It is. It is. Uh, I've been enjoying it. It's quite uh, quite lovely. The uh, the, the sun uh, always seems to be shining. <laughs> You know, we're just happy. We're happy here all the time. We're just playing the banjo and sing. Now you've hit it <laughs> perfect weather. Um, you know, there is the um, there's the misconception about uh, Phoenix that we're just uh, constantly ablaze with torturous heat. But what people don't know is that right about this time of year, just broke. It, yeah. yeah, it's just pitch perfect weather, perfect dew point, great time. Yeah, and, everyone's was saying it was like uh, 100 degrees every day before i got here now it's like comfortably in the 80s yeah you were looking forward to taking your shirt off and going out by the pool weren't you i'm thinking about it i'm looking at the swimming pool right now from my window and it is quite inviting <laughs> you know that's some midwesterners have in con- let me ask you something if you pick up something that you write with uh that's not a pencil uh what do you call it you call it a pen or an ink pen just a pen you just call it a pen Okay, and if you take your kids to the park and they're going to go down, uh, is it a sliding board or a slide? Slide. It's a slide. So, you know, uh, he said swimming pool, which you go to, that's like a Midwestern thing. I'm going it to the swimming yeah, pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but also sli- you know, sliding board and ink pen are Midwestern. So Canada is like half Midwestern. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out. I have a lot of, listen, some of my best friends are Canadians. Um... Uh, I hang out with a lot of Canadians, so I you, they're good people once you get to know them. Um, you were born in Canada. You ra- do you live in Canada still? Oh yeah, I still live up there. Uh, my my TV show Letterkenny films uh, in Sudbury, which is about four to five hours north of Toronto, uh, and that that keeps me pretty grounded in Canada right now. Uh, we're we've we've shot uh, two. Uh, blocks this year and we're going back to work in november on another six episodes so it's uh it's uh, quite convenient to be at home for that tell us about tell us about your show uh well it's uh it's based on the web series uh, letter kenny problems which was a, a youtube hit uh featured on uh, funny or die for a bit there as well which is just about two farmers who uh make fun of everybody and everything in their small town is created by Jared Kiso and based on his hometown, Elistool, Ontario. It's like a farming community of about 5,000. And uh, he took that idea and uh, teamed up with uh, Bell Media and New Metric Media and created the TV show Letterkenny. We're in our third season, and it's about uh, a fictional small town of Letterkenny, Ontario. And uh, the, the main social groups in town are the Hicks, the skids and the hockey players and, uh, we all feud and fight with each other unless we have to team up for the good of the town <laughs> so, hold on. so it's the hicks 
the skids and the hockey players. Yeah. Now, I'm familiar with what a hick is, and I'm somewhat familiar with a hockey player. What is a skid? You know, like uh, the, the dirtball punk kids. Like, uh, you know, they, they in season one, they're all, uh, they all look super gothy, and, you know, season two, they change their style up to a bit more emo. But, you know, they're the kids who hide out in their basement, play uh, video games all day, and come out at night and sometimes cook meth. <laughs> are you a video game guy do you play a lot of video games yeah yeah I actually sometimes travel with a video game briefcase oh nice you have one of those like uh, kits but, uh, I'm, like, I'm, I think I'm from the Nintendo generation yeah you know uh, first off let me real quick just so we, we reset here uh, you're listening to this American podcast comedy edition on comedy schools radio network.com uh, we're talking with Kay Trevor Wilson, who's at Rick, Brons- Rick Bronson's House of Comedy tonight for two shows, Saturday for two shows, a Sunday for one show. We might be able to hook you up with a couple free passes if you just private message me, Tony Visick, V-I-C-I-C-H, on my Facebook page and can get past all my political rants. Uh, and you're also um, uh, with me on uh, in the studio is uh, my co-host, DJ Payne. So we just want to let people know that. I asked you about if you... So you travel with a video game briefcase? Yeah, my brother got it for me for Christmas a couple of years ago. It's just like a briefcase with a built-in TV screen. And uh, you can strap your PlayStation or your Xbox in there and, you know, just open up the briefcase, plug it into the wall, and uh, you can play your kids wherever you go. Do you, do, you ever, do you ever sit there and go, maybe I'm strung out on this stuff? And, and I'll, I'll tell you why I'm asking first. Uh, I was just uh, in Los Angeles, um, uh, and I, I was uh, staying at my brother's house. We went... Uh, I lived in Los Angeles for years, and, and we, I went there, and we both saw, went and saw Clapton together because we're, like, old. And uh, Clapton played some DJ that, uh, called the guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was it had a, strings, right? Yeah, it had strings. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was very, yeah. instrument. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it but, was the classical uh, Baroque period. Yes. <laughs> he has a 14-year-old son, my nephew, who's just the greatest kid. But he sat in his room one night for 12 hours playing video games. It's kind of, kind of freaking my brother out a little bit because he's also gone on a headset, and he's talking – I, he's in there yelling in his room. I go, Jerry, what the hell is he doing in there? And uh, I go, why does he do like a normal kid, you know, like we did, like, you know, uh, uh, smoke pot and play with himself? What the hell is he doing in there? And um, he's there interacting with people all over the nation. Do you do that? I'm not really into the online gaming. Uh, I've done it, you know, like I do it sometimes, like, uh, you know, like I'll play like uh, WWE games with uh, with my buddies and we'll, we'll have matches against each other. I'm actually a... Uh, uh, Ron Funches and I uh, became sure. friends over our mutual love of pro wrestling, and uh, every once in a while I'll, I'll go online and, and when I'm in Toronto and challenge Ron in LA, and, and uh, we'll, we'll always have uh, always have a good match. I've only beaten Ron once, but my God, do we have very close wars? <laughs> hmm. See, I remember when all this first started happening. Guys would actually just call each other on the phone, on the regular phone. And you'd have your phone yeah. crunched against your ear and playing something on a television set. Like when, you know, when I grew up, if you wanted to play against somebody, you'd have to go to the, you know, go down the street to the other kid's house. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. We've just all gone to our separate corners. Let me ask you a question. So, I, I, there are so many talent. I, I have so many uh, friends who um, are extremely talented people that that have come out of Canada. I mean, Canada really kind of changed American comedy. Uh, 
a lot of people think of Saturday Night Live. I mean, before Saturday Night Live, there was Second City. Um, was it Second City Toronto that uh, uh, Eugene Levy and all those guys came out of? And uh, yeah, uh, SCTV out of Toronto. You know, John Candy, Joe Flaherty, Catherine O'Hara, Andrea Martin, Martin Short. Yeah, I mean, all gang on and on. Even, I, even even before that, you know, uh, uh, Rich Little and Wayne and Schuster. Sure. You know, we're on uh, Ed Sullivan all the time. I think Dan Aykroyd's Canadian. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is Rick Canadian. Moranis Canadian? Or Rick Moranis, Canadian? Rick, yeah. Rick Moranis is Canadian. Uh, Lorne Michaels is Canadian. So, you know, and, and uh, I have a friend of mine who uh, uh, produced some some pretty big television for a long time. Jeff Abagov uh, produced uh, Grace Under Fire and was a, a producer on uh, 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 Cheers and on Roseanne, and now he's a... He's a, a writer, and he writes novels, and uh, we've had him on the show several times. And I asked him, I go, what is it with, I said, what is it with you? And he goes, well, I'm Jewish. I go, no, no, not that part. I says, the part where Canadians just seem, it's like, is it is it because you're on the outside looking in just a little bit that you're able to be so damn funny, so many people from Canada being so talented, or is it something in the water? What do you think? Um, tell me, KTREF, tell me. I think a lot of like uh, we sort of grow up with with uh, both like American uh, uh, entertainment influence influencing us, but also uh, you know we're still part of the Commonwealth and we have that big British influence that comes in too. So you know we're we're sort of in between you know Monty Python and SNL in that sort of way, and uh, um, you know, we we do get to be the the casual observer looking down and, and giving that outside eye. Uh, you know, it's like uh, being from a, a cold country too. You got to spend a lot of time indoors with your family and friends. <laughs> so, uh, they, you know, they always say sarcasm is the Canadian art form because uh, it's it's how you can be mean while still maintaining politeness. <laughs> mm, okay. I like that. Right, yeah. I love that. Now, something we picked up last night from the uh, Facebook um, Facebook Live thing, uh, uh, DJ pointed out, you belong to a very small ex- exclusive club of being someone who's worked all three of Rick Bronson's clubs. Yeah, and that just happened this year. You know, and I found that I just thought Rick, if he hired you at one club, he hired you at every club, but that's not the case. Rick really knows his audiences. He has the club uh, in Edmonton. Uh, he has the club in uh, uh, Minneapolis, uh, and he, of course, has the club here, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, at 5350 East High Street. Hold on, hold on. i got to do that right. Can you bear with me? 5350 East High, why, well, hold on, High Street. That's my one my one PN, the, like, cheesy uh, AM, early FM. Hey, man, right now we've got a 20-minute song by the Grateful Dead. So, uh... <laughs> So, um, but I just assumed everybody, he knows his audiences and they really kind of tailor, they, they really kind of tailor make each show going, this is going to work in Phoenix. Maybe it won't work in Minnesota. This will, this will kill in Minnesota. won't work in Edmonton. Where it's, it, a lot of people just say, right, block book him, put him in all the clubs. But you've worked all three. Do you notice a big difference between say the Canadian audience and the Phoenix audience? Or has it been too new in Phoenix? You've only done a couple of shows so far. Um, we're only two shows in, but um, I mean, generally, uh, I've learned coming to coming to the states that there's just 
some of my Canadian stuff isn't gonna isn't gonna work in certain parts of the states. Just the references are lost. Like uh, you know, in, in Canada, when I perform right now, I've been doing uh, a show that's mostly about traveling Canada, and uh, you know, it works very well up there. But I've, I've tried some of the jokes down here, and it, it just doesn't translate. There's just not enough. Uh, uh, Americans don't know as much about Canada as Canada knows about the United States. It's true. Uh, We're kind of stuck on ourselves uh, down here, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, uh, I watch the news. It's pretty exciting. Like, you guys have got a lot going on. We have a lot going on. We got. That's a great way of putting it, Mister Nice Canadian Guy. <laughs> last year, in, last year in Canada, one of our biggest crimes was someone stole a whole bunch of maple syrup. Oh, that's <laughs> like a national insane, catastrophe. Man. Like, like, like a tanker truck's worth of maple syrup, and, <laughs> and that was that was big news. And uh, I, like, I don't know if that would register if that happened in the states. Like, <laughs> mm, guessing no. <laughs> like that was front page news in Canada. That'd probably be like page twenty in the the states. The great. The great maple syrup heist. Now, uh, this is America's most wanted, and today we're on the trail of the missing syrup truck. <laughs> <laughs> we can tell they're his fingerprints because they're sticky. <laughs> Dude, so I and, see. Uh, go, go ahead. When, when I when I come down to like, you know Phoenix and Miami, like uh, I, I try not to talk too much about uh, uh, winter time. <laughs> yeah, because we don't have it. <laughs> you know, like, Minneapolis, uh, Edmonton—they get—they get cold winter jokes. They—they they do. I'm talking to the audience. Coming to like, you know, when I was in LA, uh, I have to explain what snow is. You know? Right, and not talking about cocaine. Freezer. Yeah. But <laughs> <everywhere>. <laughs> now, where do you work in LA when you go to LA? Um. I've, I've played a few places. Uh, I'm in uh, good standing with uh, uh, the improv and uh, the comedy store. Uh, obviously, uh, doing uh, roast battles at Just for Laughs. Uh, a lot of uh, I made a lot of connections and friends at the comedy store doing that. A lot of great kind. That that, that uh, is like a hot room right now. I mean, it's been around so long that it's gone from being the the room to almost an afterthought to the room again. And right now, that that is that is the. That is that's a uh, that's a maker club, that's really a maker club right now. Well, that's cool. It's, uh, it's a great spot, and they really love the comedians there, which is it, it's refreshing because I mean you spend a lot of time on the road, and uh, you'd be amazed the number of clubs that uh, treat the comedians like an afterthought, and it's like you're using us to bring the people in. Like, can I at least get a free sandwich? Uh, <laughs> but uh, the the store is. Like, uh, so nice and so welcoming. I, when I was uh, when I was in LA uh, doing uh, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, well Jimmy Kimmel show uh, <laughs> uh, back in January. Um, Don Barris took me down and, and uh, introduced me around to people at the comedy store, and, and like, I, I just felt very welcome. They were like, "Oh, you're a comedian. Come on in." And yeah, just, yeah. Uh, you know, sort of invited me right in and. and uh, uh, someone handed me a free drink, and we just started talking jokes. Man, uh, and, and, good time. <laughs> that's how you make friends with a comic for life. <laughs> Here, have some drugs. <laughs> yeah. Here's your drink. Here's some drugs. That's the waitress. Um, and She's single. Yeah. And you, 
and you're off the. I want to ask you about this. I want to go. I want to circle back to Canada for a moment. Um, Justin Trudeau is currently the prime minister. He would be what we would consider a liberal. And I see a lot of divided stuff. Uh, those of us who are liberals in America right now in the United States love Justin Trudeau. How is he? How is he viewed in general in Canada right now? Um, you know, there's there's a split, but I think that it exists. Uh, you know, with, with any leader, um, you know, there's this. You know, personally, I didn't vote uh, for Justin Trudeau. I voted uh, uh, third party uh, for the uh, NDP in Canada because uh, I really didn't like any of the people running for prime minister. So I voted for my district. I voted. Uh, to try to keep my member of parliament in place because uh, she'd been very good to... I thought she represented us well, and uh, that was more important to me than who got in. Like, there's stuff Trudeau does that I like and there's stuff that he does that I don't like. You know, He's, he's going forward in, in uh, legalizing uh, marijuana uh, all across Canada, Smart which I move. think is about time. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's uh, you know, stepping up on... Uh, uh, you know, trying to, to integrate more uh, uh, women and uh, minority into positions of power, and uh, I think that's important too. But uh, he seems to have it out for entrepreneurs and small business, which I don't really understand. And uh, not a fan. Uh, you know, he sort of uh, flip flops on uh, some of his stances on uh, on uh, the environment and uh, things like that. So. You know, the stuff he does he likes, the stuff he does uh, I don't like. But, uh, you know, he, he, he looks good without a shirt on, so I can't take that away from <laughs> he, he, he's not, he, he's, You're in no danger of him stealing your niche in Hollywood is what you're saying, right? <laughs> you know, he's, uh, his mom used to party at Studio 54. Sure. And, nice. uh, sure. I'm that generation, so I remember I remember all of that, yeah. And his, and his, uh, uh, his dad, so... Uh, that was like a weird thing in the early 70s. I was a teenager, but going, wait, the adults are partying with our rock stars and realizing that the line was getting blurred. And then my dad showing up at a house party at my place one time and smoking dope with me. I go, it's over. America's over. Yeah, there, there goes the country. <laughs> Kate, Jeff, we got to go, man, but we want to thank you so much for uh, calling in. Uh, we appreciate oh, no it. Uh, and uh, we're going to try to pop down and see you this weekend. Uh, We've been talking to Kay Trevor Wilson, who is at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy this weekend. By the way, I just got to say this, and I always do. Rick Bronson is, when you talked about, uh, like, the comedy store being very pro-comic, Rick Bronson's known for being pro-comic. Uh, he and his wife, Tammy, uh, they they have built their business around comedy as opposed to other things you can they're, build your business around. Yeah, They're just terrific. And, I mean, it, it helps when, you know, like Rick, you... You know, he started out in the business as a comedian and and, uh, and did the road and did all the, the struggles. So now that he's running the club, he knows how he wanted to be treated when he was a con. Yes. He was still touring. And that's how he treats everyone that comes in and plays his club. And it's uh, uh, Tammy and, and Rick and their son Noah have uh, just been terrific. And uh, all, all three of their clubs are... Uh, some of my favorite places. Beautiful play. rooms, great food. Great times. You know what? I'm just going to say, this is the other weird thing. Comfortable chairs. So They are. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, I've that, seen yeah. clubs where they go, all right, and, they, and, and the it's chairs like are uncomfortable. You're on a church chair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can actually relax <laughs> and dig good, the show. Yeah. You tell Rick that Tony Visick 
said, I'm going to be hitting him up this week to do this uh, benefit I'm putting together for hurricane relief. I'm going to actually ask Rick to come down and perform uh, someplace other than his club uh, for this big hurricane relief benefit we're doing in a big theater. Uh, you tell him that I'm going to be hitting him up for that. I'll be giving him a call. Uh, I think the world of Rick, and I don't get to talk to him nearly often enough. I'm glad I got to talk with you. You're at Rick's house, uh, Rick's Bronson's uh, House of Comedy at 5350 East High Street. Uh, I had that put in, K. Trev, just for that, for his uh, uh, 5350 East High Street. Two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow, one show Sunday. You can find the tickets at HouseOfComedy.net. Uh, you can also. Um, you can also PM me, Tony Visick on Facebook, V-I-C-I-C-H, and I might be able to hook you up with a couple of free passes. Great meeting you over the phone, my friend. Thank you very much for having me. It was a good time. All right. Take care. Cheers. Well, that was, um, man, you can always tell, I, I tell you how you can tell a funny guy, okay, in all seriousness, because, I mean, a radio podcast, podcasting is a somewhat different re, uh, medium than radio, although, you know, they're very similar. Um, cause you know you listen to them with your it's ears. Like digital radio. Yeah, it's not you don't smell them or something or right. you know. It's not you smell you're, vision. Yeah, not, not touching them. Yeah, it's yeah. not. But uh, it's not a scratch. And someone who's as smart as that guy, who is funny as that guy. Okay, without pushing the funny, you know, and and caught it right away. What we want to do was more have a conversation than have him. You know, then run fun. jokes. Yeah, yeah, run, run a bunch of jokes. Uh, but you, you could just you could just hear you could just hear the talent uh, coming through. So we're gonna go down and check him. And he's got a pretty sweet beard. Yeah, he's yeah, he's got he's got a. Do you aspire to that beard? I mean, I I was getting there and then I took it back down. You remember it? Was you did, yeah, good. yeah. The, the beard's cool. Like there's a there's a fine line between no work and like you have to do something three times a day to it to make it look presentable. Yeah. And I, I the reason I grew a beard is to not do work on my face. So I'm not going to the end of the spectrum where you need to do more work to keep the beard presentable. You that's know, the problem. That's the problem yeah, like, with the beard. Is yeah. all, right here is good. Anything yeah. longer, you, you got to you got to yeah. take care of it. Yeah. You know, you get tired of shaving, you grow a beard, <laughs> and then you and then it's more you get tired work of to grooming. Take, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like guys younger than you just let it just grow out of their belly right now. Right. They yeah. just don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just don't give a damn. You know what? I guess if you're not getting laid, you might as well have another excuse besides your personality. <laughs> Another barrier between you and what you want. Well, you know, want. you know why women don't like me because I'm a beard. No, that's no, not yeah. why. It's because you're abrasive. Yeah, <laughs> it's because you're a jackball from the word go. You are a jackball. Hey, let's do this. Let's take another little break. Let's wrap up. By the way, uh, when you're finished with this podcast, you don't have to stop listening, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, we got another one rolling right in for you at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Mountain Standard, the McDanner podcast. And you know who the guest is today? Uh, Amy, Amy Pacora, and uh, I heard her husband Robert. I, I don't know if he. I just saw her post something about being on it. I didn't know he was coming. She dropped me a message. Uh, this is what cracks me up. Is um, um, you know, I'm booking a lot of shows right now. Okay, we're you know we're booking Vitos, we're booking Peoria Center of the Arts, Tempe Center of the Arts, uh, Tempe Improv. I mean, I don't book those places exclusively, but we have shows in those venues, other venues. So uh, everybody always hits me up for gigs. I try to get people gigs, and people go, uh, and then I'll give people a gig, and they go, I can't do that one. Some of them write me and they go, is there something else? Like it's a sandwich menu. Right, right. Do you have the meatball today, Tony? Yeah, do, yeah. You, have a, do you have a Tuesday in November for a tuna that, melt. that yeah. will end by 8.30? No, I don't. I'm looking for a show in San Diego next June, Tony. Yeah, Can yeah. we make that Can happen? Can we make that <laughs> happen? Yeah. I can put you on a show. It's called Cops. <laughs> live PD. It's called Live PD now. Yeah. They changed it. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to prize them. So uh, we're going to take a break. We come back and wrap up at 11 a.m. Uh, you want to stay tuned in because you'll be able to hear 
Danny Garcia on the McDanner Podcast. Right now, though, you're listening to This American Podcast Comedy Edition on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. We'll be right back. <laughs>